ChatGPT, and Microsoft's Bing. This is Mac Voices. This edition of Mac Voices is supported by the Mac Voices Dispatch, our weekly newsletter to keep you up on all the latest from Mac Voices. Watch or listen to Mac Voices straight from your email client. Sign up at macvoices.com slash newsletter and stay up to date. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, it's Mac Voices Live. It's Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, whatever time that is, wherever you are. We are on YouTube, live at youtube.com slash TV. Uh, we have some of our friends joining us in the chat room. More are coming. More usually show up just a little bit after the show starts. We'd love to have you here, have you here with us, with them in the chat room, commenting and enjoying things and, you know, just having a good time. These these shows have really turned into one of my favorite things of the week, and I'm sure if you tune in, they will be one of yours, too. number of topics to go around tonight. Uh, we want to make sure, though, that the first thing we do is go around and see who all's here and why they're dressed the way they are. Um, so... <laughs> On that basis, um, in the corner of the Angels, uh, David Ginsburg is here. David, good to see you. Good to see you. We, uh, I was going through withdrawal last week. We missed you, and, uh, and it was a whole long week without having Mac Voices Live, so I'm so glad we're back. And uh, yeah, I'm wearing purple, so I'm just being just a normal color here. So R- Royalty, is that it? Yeah, that maybe it is. Okay. All right. Good to be here. <laughs> Good to have you. Yeah, I, I was kind of bummed last week, but it just there was just no way the schedule was going to work out. But um, you know, hey, those yeah. things happen once in a while. It happens. Uh, next up, uh, Mr. Webb Bixby is appropriately appropriately attired for his dinner. Um, Webb, good to see you. Chuck, good to see you. And yes, I, I'm wearing my uh, my favorite barbecue t- uh, t-shirt. It also happens to be in the color of Chiefs red for the uh, Super Bowl this weekend that uh, I'm very fortunate enough that I will be attending on Sunday. So, Very nice. Go, very nice. go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Yeah, well, I. so for me, it kind of comes down to I root for Kansas City barbecue and steak or Philly cheesesteaks. I think Kansas City barbecue and and uh, steaks win. Yeah. <laughs> Kansas City barbecue always wins. Always. Yeah. Yeah, so sorry Philly. Well, here, let me try that again. So Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're yep, you right. <laughs> I would think people I, I in Philly are a lot I... more likely to drive over to your house and be mean to you. Well, that's quite possible, I admit, but, you know, I'll take the risk. (laughs) Jim Ray is commenting on uh, who might be assaulting me next. Um, Jim, good to see you. Hello. Uh, Who are you people? Some of you look familiar from long ago. (laughs) It was was only a week, Jim. Come on, let's let's not get too far gone here. Uh, Maybe in your universe. Well, yeah. (laughs) Mr. Jeff Gamut is here, um, wishing that he too had barbecue. Jeff, I, good to see I you. I really want barbecue right now, really bad. <laughs> I blame you and Webb. Um, it's good to see you. And I'm dressed like this because court order says I can't be naked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No. You okay, Next Eric? Up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that got me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
Eric Bowden is doing a spit take for us. Um, yeah. <laughs> Eric, great to see you. I'm sorry that that just happened that way. Uh, I should not have taken that drink. <laughs> yeah, Eric, that oh. one really is on you. You should yeah. know better. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you should know. With, with, with this group, you never know what's going to happen. You never would know what's going to happen. Uh. Well, well, a couple topics on, on the agenda tonight. Um, for some reason, I personally was having trouble getting access to chat GPT. Um, I don't know why, but I finally got in earlier today and was playing with it. And then David brought to my attention that there was uh, a bit of a Microsoft announcement today that I had heard a little something about, but frankly, I hadn't paid any attention because Microsoft. Um, David, do you want to give us an update on what, what's going on? Um, from what I understand, there's going to be uh, an integration between um, Bing and the ChatGPT. Um, you know, I caught it late, so um, but uh, I don't know if you're going to put the article in, in our chat. But uh, it uh, it was uh, something that they're going to integrate. Um, of course, Andrew Orr wrote this article <laughs> that I shared uh, that uh, they're going to in integrate it into the Bing and its Edge browser, and they're going to be investing billions to do this. It's not going to be something cheap and it's going to be you know it'll have the chat functionality you know where people can ask questions receive answers in natural language so it, this has been such a controversy i mean i know there's been a lot of a lot of discussion especially with journalists that people are that some of these sites are writing articles and using chat gpt as their way of uh, uh of writing you know writing particular stories the stories a lot of times the stories they don't want to write because they're just not not very exciting. I know CNET was having some <clears throat> being challenged about that, and I, I think TechCrunch was uh, there as well, with uh, as far as in the tech uh, world of articles. But th this is definitely going to be something interesting to see how how this integrates. I mean, I've tried it a bunch of times, and I think it's pretty amazing, honestly. And it just you you know I, I'm sure most of you guys have tried it, and uh, and it's uh, it's something that's cool. But you know. Microsoft's trying to go after Google. Google's, you know, I think is is looking at the, at this as well. And then, you know, why not? And they got they got to get some activity with Bing somehow because it it's been a faltering search engine for quite some time. Um, and uh, who knows what Apple will do? I'm sure Apple's looking at AI in some other ways, and not not necessarily. I know there's been some rumors about them potentially doing their own search, but um, but this this seems to be the way of the future and it all started because of an open source tool like you just mentioned uh, chat gpt that people have been signing up for and and uh yeah it, it, it's pretty slick but i i think satya and the alt nadal had actually did an interview i don't know if it was with nbc or one of the networks and that they're going to hear it tomorrow um that uh, that he talked all about it so uh, microsoft seems like they're all in on this so this would be interesting well the thing that struck me in the last few days is, as we record this Tuesday night, I believe Wednesday in Paris, Google is doing an event where they're going, they're allegedly going to reveal more about their intelligent um, chat right. uh, service. Um, I believe, I think I've got this right, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't I see something that uh, the Chinese, uh, the Baidu is, has has something also under development? Um, I didn't see it, but I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, somebody else did. So it's almost like all this stuff has been going on, and it's been going on very quietly. And then all of a sudden, everything's bursting on the onto the scene. Um, Microsoft is doing what I feel like they frequently do. They're just going and 
you know, partnering with somebody else instead of inventing their own. Um, we'll see how that actually plays out. But I, I, I'm, I'm curious. I mean, how many people here have played with it? How many people have any strong feelings about it, good, bad, or indifferent? I've played with it um, uh, a little bit. Um, and uh, my, my feelings are, are mixed. Uh, my feeling, I'm more concerned than uh than like angry or upset because getting upset about uh, about people writing articles with chat gpt today is kind of lame i think because because ai based articles have been and blog posts have been a thing for a while now and uh, and i even get ads for some of the companies that were doing this before chat gpt existed uh, um I get ads from these companies uh, in my social network stream site, you know, like Facebook. So this isn't new. ChatGPT is just the new one, and uh, and it's also very interesting in the way it works. Here's where my concern comes in. ChatGPT is like uh, like uh, computer generated mansplaining. It is certain it's right. And it may not be, uh, but it's going to make it sound like it is. And uh, and I think the problem right now is that a lot of people are taking what ChatGPT is generating and accepting it as gospel. And uh, and it is not. And in, in many cases, it is it is uh, uh, very confidently wrong. So, um, it, uh, blending it in. Or merging it on, on some level with Bing, while I can see where that could be a really compelling thing today, I think that would be a really bad thing because people trust the results that they see in their uh, in their uh, web searches. And whoa, so hold the phone! <laughs> the general public, okay, not us, because we know better. Generally speaking, people will trust the results that, that their web browser gives them. And uh, uh -huh. and ChatGPT is just going to uh to play into that and give people information that's wrong potentially. I mean, we don't know exactly what Microsoft's going to do, but I'm very concerned about uh about a mediocre at least for me search engine partnering with a uh, with an AI tool that is more than happy to give you wrong information, what could possibly go wrong? But Jeff, this is just part of your and mine competitive edge. Um, you know, um, when, on on this port forum for Panorama, somebody submitted. They asked some Panorama a, a programming question, and. Uh, just as you said, what it, it did what it does best, uh, very confidently expressed a wrong answer. Mm -hmm. um, and this is pretty hilarious. Uh, but it looked, you know, it looked very plausible. And, you know, I had to look at it closely and like, yeah, this is wrong. But, you know, it wasn't like just obviously wrong. You know, it ha you had to look at it and it was like, yeah, okay. It's, you know, they've mixed in some stuff from some other languages and, and, and whatnot. Um, but, you know, there's just tons of garbage out in the world and lots of humans write horrible 
uh, garbage and mm-hmm. in some cases they're very confident about it. Mm-hmm. So this is, um, you know, just more to wade through. And I, you know, I, I think it's bad right now, but you know, ultimately it's, you know, not really a breakthrough and it's not producing accurate stuff. Um, so yeah, maybe another tool occasionally, but, uh, definitely one that, you know, needs to be very carefully, carefully used. And I think not, you know, you know, where's our self-driving cars and, um, you know, I think it's been the year of artificial intelligence since 1985, you know, like the whole time I've been into the, in the computer business, you know, people in, in the seventies even were using Eliza and like, Oh yeah, we're here, you know, fake, fake, fake humans. Um, I, you I know, Eliza. I, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so. Okay. So <laughs> I'll I'll take the other side just for a second. This is not perfect. And I, I, I know that we all know people that explain things very confidently that are absolutely incorrect. So, you know, it doesn't have anything over humans in that regard. But I've also seen and, and listened to a lot of people talk about chat GPT as a, a tool to get things started, to sort of point you in the right it's great direction. For that. Yeah. Now, Jeff, you just sure. you, you posted in our private chat that you asked it to write you a bio, and it wrote you a bio. And I know that there are a couple things in there that I don't think are I'm I'm pretty sure are not correct. Um, it sounds really plausible, doesn't it? It says he's yeah. well known for his expertise. So, well, yeah. So that should be a red flag right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but, and the but, whole it, reputation it, thing just just can't be right. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Leaving things out. It obviously went out there and found a lot of information about you because of if you've been doing things on the internet for so many years. If I were to put my name in there, I bet I just tried. If I, I guess if I were to put in touch with iOS, I might find something. But um, but your name is a little more. I'm assuming that's all you did was you know write a bio for Jeff Gamut, right? Uh, yes. And uh, and this is what it spit out. And it's and there's just enough correct in there that you that you can read it and think. Yeah, that sounds like Jeff's bio, but uh, but like there's so much that is just straight up wrong. Um, like for example, I have never written for MacWorld ever. <laughs> there, there is no Mac vice president of editorial director for the Mac Observer, or when I was there, there wasn't. I don't. I still don't think there is. Um, so. Are you I, saying we should believe you and not this uh, infallible AI? Well, to be fair, I'm only human, and this did come from superior <laughs> yeah. technology. So, uh, so I'm clearly misremembering my credentials. Um, I, I I asked it for what the advantages of a RAM-based database were, and it came up with five. I think maybe I asked for five bullet points. I remember, but it came up with five, and actually four of them were were really quite good. And then the fifth one was that you didn't have to worry about losing data when power goes out, and this was a, a, a an advantage of it over other databases. That's like, well, I mean, you what? don't have to worry. Maybe you should, but you don't have to. <laughs> well, I'm, you know, I'm paraphrasing, and this was a while ago, but it was like, you know, just 
you know, was saying that was an advantage that, that, you know, you didn't lose your data if the power went out and that was a problem with other databases. But I'm just, of course, Jeff, I'm just completely backwards. I'm just typing. I had to break it up, but I just put what uh, chat GPT did for your bio into the, into the, uh, the YouTube chat. Um, so, so people can see it. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, I, if I were going to use this and I probably will at some point for something, but I'm, I'm also going to have to fact check it. It'll be a good place to get something started. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so I, I agree don't, with that, you know, that, and but this just, I mean, this is just another tool unless you decide that you want to trust it. And I, I, I feel like this is something that, I mean, we, we kind of had to do this with search engines to start with that just because the search engine says something is the number one search, you don't necessarily believe that, or at least we don't. I mean, hopefully the general public has figured that out too. And we're going to have to train them to be the same kind of skeptical here. Today's edition of Mac Voices is brought to you by the Mac Voices Dispatch, our weekly newsletter. Visit macvoices.com slash newsletter today, sign up, and stay up to date. Well, it's the same kind of tool. I mean, I mean, if search engine says something, it's number one search. It is number one search by that algorithm. But the question is, you know, does that mean that the things it found are actually true? Because, you know, there's plenty of wrong stuff on the Internet. And, you know, also, does that necessarily mean that's the most relevant to what is actually in your mind of what you're looking for? But, you know, I think, you know, the idea, you know, people are like, I think this is wish casting that like, oh, this is going to break Google's monopoly. Uh, I don't think so. I, I agree with you completely. This is, this is not a, a Google buster. No. But does it put, is it, does it, uh, does it create a new class of search engines that maybe only Google and Bing can play in. And if it is Baidu, and if if that's incorrect, I'm sorry, folks. But, you know, are there going to be just a limited number because of the technical expertise required to create these things? There's already a limited number of search engines. Right. I mean, really, really, there's only one to a a rounding error, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, Bing is number two, and it's it's basically in the noise. Yeah, it's a very um, distant number two. <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. It's it's you know, no nobody would miss it, or almost you know, other than you know Microsoft people. Um, you know, and the flip side is you know I've seen a lot of chat, and I think it's maybe true that Google isn't as good as it used to be for you know. Not sure why, you know, if it's changes at Google or also changes um, um, in the Internet itself. And, you know, there's so much junk and and this chat GPT is probably going to. But there's already like there's so there's been, you know, junk content from people trying to game search engines. You know, for, you know, 15, 20 years. Um, that's so, you know, you go do a Google search and you just find just tons of like, you know, what, 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 you know, this, there's just, you know, like maybe a majority of the content in the internet is just to trick, try to trick search engines and, and then try to harvest a click somehow by accident, you know, cause it's like, well, 
all this content, it's like this content has zero value. There is nothing, you know, you, you find pages all the time that are, are just, you know, there are no reason for them to exist that I can see other than it must be somehow they're trying to game search engines and that's it. Um, the, so in the industry, um, that of course people like to make it sound better than we're trying to game the, the search engines. So they call it SEO search engine yeah, optimization. Right. This is exactly why when you do a Google search for a recipe, you get this stupid long article and then at the end, there's the paragraph that's the recipe that you need. That's not because these people want to write that stupid thing. They just want to give you a recipe on their website. But they have to write all that other content so that Google will actually look at the page and uh, and then index it and, and rank it for them. Without all of that extra stuff... Google will look at that page and say, there's no valuable content here, even though the value is actually just the recipe that you wanted. And uh, and so part of the problem we're seeing today um, is that people are having to create web pages to cater to Google just so that they can get ranking. And, uh, and, and so, yes, Jim, you are seeing pages out there that you, that you will read and say, there's, there's literally no point for this. And that's correct. There's no point for humans, but, well, but you're talking about, Google. you're talking about pages that actually have a recipe on them. And I think there's a lot of pages that have nothing on them for a human, um, it, you know, yes, at, le at, at, at least, at least, you know, what you're talking about is okay. Well, you got there and there was something, maybe it wasn't the, you know, highlighted thing, but, oh, I can get a recipe off of this. Um, you know, so SEO is sort of, you know, I, I don't know that that's necessarily, uh, you know, completely an evil thing, you know, uh, nothing wrong with trying to, but if, if, it, if it's the entire point of what you're doing, you're doing SEO and nothing else, then, you know, that's, uh, I, I agree. you know, it's, it, it's like spam. It's like littering. Um, it's you know crime. You know all things that detract from uh, humanity and, and and whatnot, rather than uh, enhance it. So yep. does does Chat GPT? I mean, is there a possibility that this could break the hold that Google has from a from a uh, an SEO standpoint? That it it no. might see through, and, and I'm thinking I'm, I'm talking about ChatGPT. I'm talking about Google's version. I'm talking about the, the what Microsoft is doing, what the others are doing. Is it possible they'll see through all that and get and help you dig down to actual relevant information? I think it will just change how uh, how the content is crafted to cater to whatever the, the new thing is that has the highest likelihood of ranking you on the first page of a search. And, uh, and now, so today it's like whatever mystery thing Google does and people have figured out if we do these things, we rank better when, uh, when it's, it's like totally in the hands of an AI system like chat GPT then people just figure out how they craft the content for that. But Chuck, here's a thing that I'm really curious to see 
how it plays out. What ChatGPT does is take content from the internet and use that to learn. So when people are using ChatGPT to generate the content, it's now going to be right. learning from its own content. What happened? <laughs> or, from other, or, or from other, uh, from other uh, AIs like it. So yeah, I, I I think ultimately, you know, this is kind of like pollution. Uh, or like I mentioned, like litter. Uh, I think it's going to degrade the internet. It's great. You know, I mean, SEO is like a war, you know, and, and search engines are constantly, you know, people are constantly trying to trick the search engines and, and then the search engines are looking at how people are tricking the search engine and, and adjusting their algorithm to, to try to bust through that so that, you know, the results are good and people want to use them. Because, you know, ultimately, if Google, you know, if you do a Google search and you don't find anything that helps you, eventually you're going to stop using Google and, you know, Google won't be any, you know, they'll go out of business. I mean, we're way far from that. But, um, uh, you know, uh, and I, I but I, I, I think. Uh, you know, it is kind of going downhill over, you know, like compared to 10 years ago, you know, I mean, the breakthrough of Google was PageRank algorithm that they came up with in the late 90s, which turned out to be a really good way at the time to rank searches um, by, who else, you know, who else linked to it. But people figured out what they were doing and, you know, started putting up all these fake links and that would trick the algorithm. So that didn't really work anymore. And so Google's constantly working on adjusting this. And, you know, I'm sure, uh, you know, people are going to try to generate with AIs, generate stuff to full search engines. So, you know, the question is who's going to win the war, Google or the polluters? And, I, you know, I, I don't know. It's probably going to swing back and forth. And, and this is just sort of another um, episode, another battle in this war. Um, Eric, go, oh, go ahead, Jeff. Sorry. Uh, Jim, I think you're totally nailing it there. And what I expect to see happen here with, with these AI tools is the same thing that we've been seeing in, uh, in like the whole cloud security space where you have uh, what I'll call white hat AI and black hat AI. And, and it's this whole behind the scenes war to, uh, to hack into systems and to protect systems at the same time. And I think ultimately we'll end up with, with a whole system for ranking where it's uh, it's the AI figuring out what to, how to rank something. And then the competing AIs figuring out how to game the, the ranking AI and they'll just keep going back and forth and it'll, yep. that's, that's just the future of search. Eric, I'm not going to try to paste it too. Yeah, Eric, I'm not going to try to paste the um, your bio. That, yeah, that's good because uh, that should not go out in public. <laughs> okay, okay, but so, so seriously, it sounds how, great. It, I mean, it sounds really good. You you sound so dignified. I don't know what you're doing here, um, but what? How how much of it is you've you captioned it by saying total fiction? I mean, is it total fiction, or are there some nuggets of truth in there? like Jeff's that you could adjust it a little bit and have it be decent. I work for that department. Everything else in there is fiction. Hmm. Okay. So it looks like what it did is it scraped the departmental website and 
it's a statistics department, so just assume that everybody working in it was a statistician. And then wrote the bio based on... uh, Yeah. I mean, the majority of the people in the department are, you know, statisticians. Not necessarily exactly the same kind, but it would work for a lot of them. Um, But it's assuming I'm faculty, not staff. It's assuming, you know, it's making a lot of assumptions that are wrong. So, you know, if if it was, you know, I guess where I worry about stuff like this is, you know, when you get somebody who's given the assignment of, oh, write a bio for this person coming in or write a bio for, you know, this list of people before we have this next conference, this is an easy way of generating something that looks really good. You know, and it kind of reminds me, I mean, spell checkers have been around for a while. They work pretty well. Occasionally it gets something wrong, but then they came out with grammar checkers and, and, you know, like Microsoft Word would come up and say, oh, this sentence should really be this and completely rewrite it and hand you something else back. And sometimes, yeah, it would make a lot of sense. Other times it completely changed the meaning of what you were trying to say. And it was just not, not a good fit. And, you know, you looked at it and you said, replace, don't replace make a decision. I think it's, this is getting to the point where it's really hard to decide which is right, you know, a poorly written bio or something like this. The the fact that you had to ask me how much of that is true is kind of disturbing. Because I was pretty impressed. Yeah, so yeah, so was I. You know, it's like, oh, wow, I really <laughs> maybe I should try applying some places. I don't know. <laughs> I deserve a raise. Yeah. yeah. So. Seriously. I mean, I and I quote, Eric is dedicated to advancing his field through both teaching and research <laughs> and is highly respected by his colleagues for his expertise and commitment to advancing the field. Take that to your supervisor tomorrow yeah. and demand a raise. <laughs> <laughs> and you can you can say you read it on the internet, so it's got to be true, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Web. I, I wonder d- if it always does positive. Uh, you know, is it programmed to always do positive? You know, what if you put in Sam Bankman Freed? Um, I don't have a chat GPT window handy, but if somebody does write a bio of Sam Bankman Freed, does it? Dave's you know, it right? Hey, now. he became a billionaire by age twenty five, and huh? Dave, Dave is punching it in. Well, Dave, oh. oh, go ahead if you're ready. No, I'm not ready. I, okay, I wasn't well, punching it in actually. Oh, okay. Um, well, I was Dave and and Webb and I all work in an industry that lives and dies by very specific language, and so I'm I, I'm I'm wrestling with you know what this could mean for us now. Usually those contracts, you know, they're printed, they're signed, yeah. um, and they're memorialized in some immutable fashion. But how how soon before somebody says, well, we're gonna, we want to modify this paragraph, and somebody decides to take a shortcut and use uh, one of these AIs, and it comes up with exactly the wrong meeting, and then we're going to be faced with cleaning it up. Web, do you? I mean, is that, is that oh, the first? Like yes, yeah. plausible. First, first of all, that's it. That's why we don't let the clients write the contract. Um, 
Right. <laughs> you know, so right. so so I'll I'll start that as the basis, um, and also remember that, uh, and I've said this before, and I don't want to get into a big insurance conversation, but remember the insurance industry does not have federal regulation regulated by each individual states, and so each individual state has to approve contract language, uh, policy language. So. Um, and each state is going to have some sense of nuance. So that we already have variations if you try to look at a, a contract, an insurance policy contract between Pennsylvania and Missouri. Uh, there, there will most likely be some differences in there. So, and that's just the world that we live in. Um, the, 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 the bigger issue of um, what's this whole chat GPT and this uh, smart chat and creative writing um it'll be interesting I, I i i'm sorry i'm still thinking it's siri 2.0 or or alexa <laughs> 2.0 and uh, um it's interesting it's fun we we've had some fun doing these these bios and stuff uh, i did it in the private chat i tried to wait hey, here's me I, david I you found me well, I wrote, I rewrote it because I had to get more specific. Just like when I did mine for in touch with iOS, I got that when I put mine just my name, there was not enough data. But I wrote write a bio about Web Bixby from Kansas City Life Insurance. Okay, and that's what came up. So anyway, so I, I'll anyway, I, I, it's interesting. I, I think I think it's just kind of. I'm not getting excited about it. I'm going to rebuild the company around it and put it that way. So we'll see where it goes. Yeah. I mean, but I guess I can't decide if this is the start of something or if this is just today's current fad, but Eric's comments about spell checkers and grammar checkers was, I think, spot on because, and those were useful tools. Those were and are and continue to be useful tools. And I feel like this is going to be a useful tool if it's used responsibly. If not, a whole nother matter. Mm-hmm. We're back in the next edition of Mac Voices to talk more about ChatGPT in general and its combination with Microsoft's Bing in particular. Then we shift gears over to Mastodon and the state of Mastodon and why which instance of Mastodon you join matters. That's next time on Mac Voices. We'll see you then. As always, I'm Chuck Joyner. Thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.